Oscar predictions 2018. Welcome to the Owls on Culture podcast, where two generations of owls, Michael the dad and Hank the son, discuss the latest in movies, plays, books, video games, and more. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Owls on Culture podcast. I'm your co-host, Michael Owl, and I am here with... Hank Owl. What's new in your world, Hank Owl? Well, as most of you probably know... They brought the Szechuan sauce back to some McDonald's. And we had the day it did go to multiple McDonald's to find that sweet, tangy, honey-like Szechuan sauce. And we did, and it totally lives up to the hype. Do you want to give people who may not know the references or where that, or the why the hype it was there, the backstory on that? Okay, so in the 90s, I believe, for... Disney's Mulan as a spot as um, McDonald's sponsoring or Mulan sponsoring McDonald's McDonald's created the Szechuan sauce now a legend says that those who tasted it thought it was the best sauce ever <laughs> it was taken away that year and was forgotten till Rick and Morty referenced it in season three Rick saying it's his one arm man or main drive that's find right. the sauce of Szechuan. So it brought it back in October of 2017 and it like sold out in a day and they brought it back again and I bought 10 packets of it. <laughs> I love me some Szechuan. That's why Rick says it's his, it's his series arc that it all revolves around him trying to find the Szechuan sauce from, from Mulan and McDonald's. Uh, so we uh, did find Mulan, Szechuan teriyaki sauce. Some Szechuan sauce. You said it lives up to the hype so you enjoyed it. Um, I thought it was okay. How dare you say it was okay? You have to say it's great, or the Rick and Morty fans will kill you. Uh, well, I'm a Rick and Morty fan, although I'm, I'm new to the party. I did mention that. I think it was one of my best things in our year-end show. I admitted that I was new to the party, but I've now I think I've seen all the episodes now, so I'm now eagerly awaiting the next season. Um, so, all right. Well, that's cool. I'm glad we have some Szechuan sauce. How many packets have uh, we consumed? Three. Three. Wait, All no, right. no, 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 no. Four. Four. So we're down to six. So little packets of sauce from McDonald's. <laughs> Why would anyone buy more than like one? Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Uh, what's new in your world? Well, what's new in my world is about to be what's new in your world because Fathom Events, uh, I think we've talked about them before. They're great. They are great. They do those kind of special one-off or two-off like uh, showings in movie theaters. Uh, they do, uh, you know, the National Theater. They do opera. And they are bringing back a movie called The Dark Crystal, which I loved as a child. I don't really remember much of it. I think it's a Jim Henson thing. It's got puppets involved. I know it's like fantasy, sci-fi. The crystal to save the universe. There we go. Why not? We've had we've had worse things try to save the universe. That is a darker color than gray. So we are going to see it tomorrow, and hopefully Hank's attitude will be awesome and open-minded. I've explained that uh, these are not the special effects he is used to. I don't. I'm not going in without an open mind because of special effects. Well, you. So, but you you are going in with an open mind, though, right? Yes, I am. Would you say you're lukewarm, excited, very excited, or don't want to go? 
lukewarm. All right, we'll take lukewarm. <laughs> Sometimes that's all we can get. Uh, so that's news. So we're going to see that tomorrow. So we'll definitely talk about that uh, in an upcoming podcast at some point. So, uh, so what are we doing today, Hank Owl? We're going over our predictions for the Oscars this Sunday. That's right. It's Oscar weekend. So I hope you guys listen to this quick to see if we're right. Uh, we'll definitely uh, post. We're gonna. I'm gonna put the our results of what we picked on the blog. So if you want to head over to pineconeturkey.com, you'll also see the. Uh, to see our our picks, and then we'll kind of review and see who was right and who wasn't who wasn't right. Uh, big caveat here: we have not seen all of these movies. Some uh, for Hank, or he's not allowed to see. Some are R rated, and some for me, uh, I wasn't allowed to see because I didn't make the time to see them. So, but we'll let you know which categories the those are in and whatnot. So, so let's get started. So, this one is the most animated category because it's the best animated feature. Ba-dum-bum. Who are our nominees? Our nominees are The Boss Baby, Coco, Loving Vincent, and a bread maker? The bread taker? The bread maker? I don't know. I thought you wrote these down. <laughs> no, I only wrote down the ones I thought. Okay, so which ones of these, which ones have you seen? Coco, Boss Baby. Oh, yeah, and um, Ferdinand. I haven't seen Ferdinand, but Ferdinand's also a nominee. So you've seen Coco and Boss Baby. So which one do you think, what do you think will win, or what do you think should win? Well, this is kind of a weird thing for a should win category, because I haven't seen it, so it's what I want to win, is Loving Vincent. Because of the time it took, every scene in that movie was its own painting. It was like a stop-motion painting movie done in a Vincent van Gogh style, which I think is great and involves some great artistry. Yeah, we, I think we were in the car listening to the radio and we heard an interview with the filmmakers talking about it. I'm not sure if you remember that or not, but it sounded amazing. It sounded beautiful. And sounded really hard to do. So I understand why you would uh, would want that to win. It's like that claymation movie where it was so hard that they filmed like, like had to film like one second of it a day. Yeah, filmmaking in any any medium or style is it's difficult and painstaking and slow, but I can't even imagine trying to... Do wanting like claymation or stop motion or painting. I can't imagine. Uh, what do you think? What do you want to win? I, you know, I have no idea I want to win. I'm going to say I want Coco to win, and I'm going to say that because without having seen the film, though I plan on seeing it, I think uh, I think a great, your grandmother took you to that. So I missed out on that one. But I'll see it when it comes to, you know, on cable or whatever. Uh, just because I'm, you know, I'm, I like the whole idea of uh, the Mexican culture, the Day of the Dead. I, I think that's an interesting... Uh, you know, kind of centerpiece. And plus, you know, I'm, a, I'm still a Pixar fan. I like Pixar. So I want them to continue to do well and be able to make cool movies. Well, what I think will win is what you want to win. I think Coco will win. Yeah, I think Because you're right. it has a lot going for it. And... <laughs> Some cat interference with the microphones here. <laughs> okay. I think 
that even the critics love Pixar and will love the I- the voters will love the idea of the Mexican culture and also because it's just a good movie too and I don't think they'll give it to Loving Vincent because I don't think they'll give it to Loving Vincent. I don't know exactly why. I feel like they'll give it to Coco, and it's the best movie uh, that I've seen out of there and one of the best animated features I've seen this in 2017. Very, very cool. Well, I, I think you're right. I think that will win. Uh, we'll find out. So our next category, we're going to do the screenplay writing categories, and let's start with the best adapted screenplay. And for anybody listening who might not know what that means, that means the screenplay was written and it was based on previously published material. And published can be in like a you know movie or a play or you know anything like that. So the nominees here for that is uh, Call Me By Your Name. Is that right? Call Me By My Name? Call Me, Call me By Your Name. Call Me By Your Name. Not the David Allen Coe song. Uh, it is also Poor Handwriting. Uh, Logan. Uh, Molly's Game. Aaron Sorkin wrote that. And more poor handwriting, Mudbound. And what's I'm looking at, The Disaster Artist is the one I really couldn't read. So I want to start with this one. I have seen, I have only seen one of these. I saw Logan, which I really liked a lot, and it was a good screenplay. Uh, My guess on what is going to win this, and this is kind of will hold true for the other screenplay award as well. I think sometimes the Academy uses these awards to give a trophy uh, when maybe the film is totally deserving, but it might not, uh, you know, it could get something a little higher, a little more prestigious award, like Best Director or Best, uh, you know, Best Picture. But they'll use this uh, to give it something because it deserves something. I think I'm thinking of like Quentin Tarantino's Pulp Fiction. I think he won, and, you know, it could have easily been Best Picture winner. It'll probably go down in, in history as being a very influential movie. I don't even remember who won that year for Best Picture. But they gave that best screenplay. All right. So that being said, I think uh, James Ivory, who did the films with you know Merchant Ivory back in the day, like you know The Remains of the Day and uh, Howard's End, I think he will win for the Call Me by Your Name. Who Who do you want to win? Who do I want to win? You know, I don't know who I want to win. To be honest with you, uh, I would say. I mean, I love Aaron Sorkin, but you know, he's won enough. He's won a bunch. So I would say. You know, I wouldn't mind James Ivory winning. You know, he he wrote this. He decided not to direct it. He's, I think he's in his 90s now. I don't think he's ever won the Screenplay Award. So, yeah, I'm going to go with uh, I both I want and think that he'll win. Well, who I think will win is the same as yours. Call me by your name. Because, again, using it as a consolation prize, I think it has the ability to win other awards it's just it's not going to and i believe the critics think that it deserves something so that's why i think call me by your name will win it who i want to win though is logan because it's just a good serious superhero movie that even people who are like oh these superhero movies are taking over the box office will enjoy and it's just a anti-superhero movie I no, it's just a very good 
movie that can get people that don't like superhero movies to enjoy the superhero movie genre. You know, that's a great point. And I, I saw Logan and enjoyed it. And I, I agree. I would, I would be very happy if it won. That would not disappoint me whatsoever. All right. What about uh, screen, original screenplay, Hank? Uh, for original screenplay, what I think will win is Lady Bird. Lady Bird. The bird that is a woman. Uh, so I've seen Lady Bird. And uh, that's Greta Gerwig who wrote it and directed it. Uh, do you, I, know, I don't know that you've been able to see any of these. I think these are all R-rated movies. Is that correct? Yes, I believe they're all R-rated movies. The reason I think Lady Bird will win is that I don't have it winning any other like big awards, like best director or best picture as a whole. So I think it'll win this. And also, I believe, from what I've heard from interviews of Greta Gerwig, that it's a very well-written movie. And it deserves to win a screenplay prize. It really is a well-written movie. I saw this recently and and loved it. I was uh, my reaction to it was, I don't know. It really hit me in all the buttons. It's about a mother-daughter relationship. It's about a uh, mom and a family sacrificing, you know, to get her kid into private school. It kind of reminded me of my mom and our situation. Uh, I was torn up after seeing it. I mean, I was definitely laughing, definitely crying. Uh, it would not surprise me at all uh, if if that won. Is that, is that what you wanted to win? or well, what that's do you what think? I think will win. What do you want to win? Do you have an opinion on that? I want to win. I want Get Out to win because it's such a great movie that really speaks to those times of, I believe, of white supremacy. So... It just really speaks to the times, and I love Jordan Peele's directing, and I want to support what Get Out does, so I think Get Out, I want Get Out to win the screenplay award. Yeah, I would be happy with that also. I uh, Of these movies, I saw The Shape of Water, Three Billboards, Get Out, and did not see, I saw Lady Bird, I did not see The Big Sick, but I heard good things, and friends of mine enjoyed it. I think I want... I don't know. This is where, like, I don't. I'm not sure what I want to win. I would be happy with any of the above, to be honest with you. I think they're all deserving. My guess Ooh. is that. Um, my guess is that Lady Bird will win this, and I I don't know why. Uh, you know, it totally deserves, but so so do some of the others. But yeah, I think I think Lady Bird is going to win this, and I I think I'm going to put that as my want to win as well. But honestly, I would be happy. You know, for Martin McDonough, who's a playwright as well as a screen, you know, a screenwriter and director, I'd be happy if he won. Uh, Shape of Water, you know, beautiful fairy tale story. I can see that winning as well. And Get Out, I loved Get Out. It was, you know, probably my favorite movie of 2017. So I will be happy, probably happy either way. All right, our next category is Actress in a Supporting Role. So we have Mary J. Blige from. Uh, Mudbound, Allison Janney from I, Tanya. Uh, we have uh, Sally. No, I'm J- sorry. Sally. Leslie Manville from Phantom Thread. 
Laurie Metcalf from uh, Lady Bird and Octavia Spencer from The Shape of Water. And this is why I don't handwrite first drafts of anything. I type always. I can't read my handwriting. Uh, why don't I go first on this one? So actress in a supporting role. I've seen uh, only Lady Bird and The Shape of Water on this. I, I regretfully have not seen Phantom Thread or I, Tanya or Mudbound. Um, so, but this one, you know, everybody pretty much says, uh, you know, this is... Allison Janney's to win. And I'm going to go with that she probably will win. It seems to make sense. It seems to be what, what everybody is saying. I only saw Laurie Metcalf and Octavia Spencer, and they were both great. But Laurie Metcalf was incredible in Lady Bird. So I'm going to vote with her on I want her to win. She was amazing. She's a you know, big-time theater uh, actor. And she was with Steppenwolf. And in fact, actually... Hank, the uh, the short story that we just published in the flock for March is written by a gentleman named Danton Stone, who's an actor who has worked with Lori on stage, I think a couple of times. So there's a tie there. So it's even like you know, let's root for her for that also. But I don't think she's going to win. I think it's pretty much Allison Janney's to lose. What do so you think? So I um, have heard about Allison. I haven't heard about Allison Janney being set to win. I put I want Lori Metcalf to win, and I also think she's going to win. I've heard, especially from you, that she did a wonderful performance, and I think pl- but playing the kind of mom that the kid doesn't like is a very hard thing to do, especially, I don't know if Lori Metcalf is a mother, but it... I think it'd be very hard to do, and I think she deserves the Oscar for that. We will see what happens. I would be, I'd be happy either way. So the next one is actor in a supporting role. Can I go first? Yeah, do so. What I want to win, and I didn't even know he was in a big movie this year, was, is Will, Willem Dafoe. Now, I love Willem Dafoe, not because of his acting. I really first heard of Willem Dafoe. I'm like, wow, that's him. That's that guy, that TV show I watch on Nerdist. Or Project Alpha. Uh, he does a voice acting. He does a, like, acting TV show on Project Alpha where he gets with people to do, like, one character, like, one character's lines and another way different character's voice. So I like him just for that, for working on Project Alpha so I just like Willem Dafoe as a person. There we go. That's cool. And again, with this this category, I think you've probably not seen any of these. I think they were all R. Possibly Florida Project was PG-13, but I doubt it. Uh, let me tell you a little bit more if about, so if you want Willem Dafoe to win, some cool things about him is also theater actor. Started a theater company. And with Florida Project, he was working with a lot of non-actors. And sometimes that can be very, very difficult for somebody who has a lot of craft and technique like he does to then work with somebody you know, who doesn't really have much training. Uh, but everything I've heard, it was a, a good experience for him. The other actors who are nominated is Woody Harrelson for Three Billboards, Richard Jenkins for Shape of Water, Christopher Plummer for All the Money in the World, and Sam Rockwell for Three Billboards. So you, I think you told me who you want to win, right? Who do you think will win? I think Sam Rockwell will win because didn't he win the supporting role for um, 
the Golden Globes. He did. He did win that for this role. So I think he has that going for him. And I've heard you say a lot of good things about Sam Rockwell. And I'm pretty sure that's going to be who you want to win. It is. Uh, I think Samuel Samuel Rockwell will win this Oscar because he has the Golden Globe win going for him. And I've heard a lot of good things about him. I'm pretty sure a lot of people and especially the critics voting on it like him as a actor. Yeah, I agree 100%. He's who I want to win and who I think will win. Um, He is just a talented dude. He just really is. Uh, I've seen him on stage, seen him in lots of movies. And I'm not, this is not necessarily his best acting performance, but you know, sometimes, you know, sometimes you don't win for your best, for your best role. But he, I thought he was great in this. And, you know, he's just so good. Like uh, Saturday Night Live, you know, a show that is so up and down and to me, rarely funny. Uh, he hosted that this season. And for the first time in forever, like it looked like there was a true great actor there being able to pull it off live. And really playing off his fellow actors and you know balancing the cue card reading and everything, he was he was good, he was really good. So I think I think he will win, and I and I hope that he wins. Also, I do not share his opinion on SNL. My, my opinion, I love SNL. Well, you so. don't get to watch much SNL. The internet helps me. The internet does help you. Mm-hmm. The site, uh-huh. the, the ones you see on the internet are probably like the funny ones, unless out of a hundred or like two are funny. Well, those are the ones that become viral. SNL has a YouTube channel, though, so too. So. Right, but you, are, you can stop and fast forward through the ones that are bad. Anyways, we'll see. We can have different opinions on, on SNL. And it might get funnier or less funny as you get older. I'm not sure. All right, so how about an, uh, an act, actress in a leading role? Now we're to the leading roles. So we got a Sally Hawkins, Shape of Water, Frances McDormand, Three Billboards, Margot Robbie for I, Tanya. Uh, Sorcy Ronan could have just butchered that name for Lady Bird and Meryl Streep and Meryl Streep for The Post. Um, okay, I'll go first on this one. So who do I want to win? I think I want Sally Hawkins to win for Shape of Water. And I, I'm a fan of hers, but I, I don't know a lot about her. I, th- I saw that movie, I think it was Happy Go Lucky that she was in, and she was very good and charming in that I don't know. Maybe I want Sorcy Ronan too. Sorcy Ronan was amazing in Lady Bird. So I, this is one of those categories to me that, as they all should be, but I feel like they aren't always this every year. Everybody is so deserving to win this. Uh, of course, Meryl Streep was great, you know, and Frances McDormand was amazing. So I, I think she will win. I think Frances McDormand won. She's won everything so far. Everybody seems to be going that way, uh, and I was she was certainly deserving of it. Um, but. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say I want Sally Hawkins to win. I think it was a really brave, hard role that she made look so easy. So that's who I want to win, and we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, well, who I want to win is Meryl Streep because I love The Post, and I want to support everything The Post has. And I'm kind of disappointed that Tom Hanks wasn't up here in the nominations because he deserves it. But I, I want Meryl Streep to win because I love the post and she was did great acting and I like did not stop in the middle of any of it. Like it looked to me that she was that person. And now when I think of Meryl Streep, I think of the character, real life character she played. That's cool. Who do you think will win? Sally Hawkins because 
I think the critics will recognize how hard it is to play someone when you can't talk. To have to use hands and have no vocal saying of anything during the movie. Yeah, and she made it look easy and natural. That's for sure. All right, how about the best actor in a leading role? Why don't you go first on these? I want Daniel Kaluuya, I'm probably butchering his last name, to win, one, because I want to support Get Out, what Get Out does. Two, I believe, from what I've heard, that he did great and Get Out and really bought it. Three, he was in Black Panther, what can I say? <laughs> exactly, nothing wrong with that. Uh, who do you think will win? Gary Oldman, because I'm pretty sure it's been set up that he's going to win. He won the Golden Globe, and he did great acting in Darkest Hour, and I'm pretty sure a lot of the critics love Darkest Hour and really support Gary Oldman and think he did great acting. So I think Gary Oldman will win. You know, I think I think you're right. I think he will win for all the reasons you stated, also the fact that uh, the Academy tends to like roles that are, you know, he's got the prosthetic body, you know, he's definitely modified himself. He was definitely, uh, you know, this role is not close to his vest or chest, as they say. So I, I think you're probably right. As far as who I want to win, you know, I think I kind of want him to win. I, I just really like, I, I just really dig him. He's an actor who disappears. And, and actors who disappear are not necessarily better than, say actors who don't disappear like Clint Eastwood doesn't disappear, but he's still a great actor, but you always are. Hey, that's Clint Eastwood. But Gary Oldman has the ability to completely disappear and it's awesome to watch and, and fun to watch. So even though I like uh, all of these actors and I think everybody did a great job, I did not see uh, Tim- Timothy uh, Shalomont movie, but I loved, I loved everybody else. I didn't see Daniel, I didn't see Daniel Day Lewis either. And he's one of my faves. But uh, I just couldn't get to that movie. So anyways, that's what, that's what I think. That's who I want, and that's who I think is going to win. All right, we've got two awards left. You do best directing. Okay. you are a director. All right. The best director nominees are Christopher Nolan for Dunkirk, uh, Jordan Peele for Get Out, uh, Greta Gerwood for Lady Bird, Paul Thomas Anderson for Phantom Thread, and Guillermo del Toro for Shape of Water. Who do I think will win I'm going to say Guillermo del Toro I think will win and here's why I think the directing award for the Academy a lot of times goes to man how did they do that how did they make that film and this and Dunkirk are the ones that are the real technically difficult movies to make and I know you, you, you get to see Shape of Water, but I, you know, it's one of those movies like, darn, that looks difficult, you know, and they made it look easy, but like you knew how much effort and and it took. And Lady Bird, as great as it is, it appears, and I'm not saying this is necessarily the case, but it appears, you know, a fairly straightforward film to direct. Get out. While you know, also an amazing movie, it, you kind of you kind of see how it's done, you know, not 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 in a bad way, 
but there's just uh, it's straightforward storytelling and directing because of course he wrote a great script. So I think and I think Guillermo del Toro will win. Now I think, well, I'm, sorry, not think. I want Jordan Peele to win for Get Out because I want to support Get Out, and I've already told you my reasons for wanting to support Get Out, and I, from what I've heard, he directed and wrote a very good movie. Now what I think will win is Christopher Nolan's Dunkirk because again they give awards to like wow that was that was hard to make and Dunkirk looked like it'd be hard to make and also the no no I'll I'll say that on the best movie thing I'll say my another reason for okay critics liking Dunkirk because it looked like that was really hard to make and it's classic and kind it, of yeah, academy filmmaking too you know it's a big so, you know you know it's fairly epic uh so they and they tend to like that i don't know who i want to win this to be honest with you buddy i mean, I, there, I won't i feel like almost this year in this award show is going to be like a sporting event when you kind of are lukewarm on the teams and you don't know which way your heart is going to go until the game's like in the third quarter and you're like, oh, I find myself continually upset when Team X drops the ball, therefore I must be rooting for Team X. So I think during the course of the award show, eventually when one of these starts winning, and I'm going to be like, oh man, I guess, oh, I, guess I really wanted to get out to win this, you know, and I didn't know. So I think that, that could be the case with this. I'm going to say for directing... That I will be. No, good, good. Yeah, I'm Guillermo del Toro. I want him to win, and one of the reasons I want him to win will have to do with my best picture pick as well. And speaking Ooh. of, why don't we move on to best picture? Now, ready for the moment you've all been waiting for, as the microphone almost falls down <laughs> again. Cat's helping. Do you want me to uh, read the nominees real quick? Yes, please. there there are nine of them. I already know my picks from doing this. I hadn't picked these beforehand, uh, the ones for Best Directing and Best Editor. I think I've picked mine so far during the time we've been recording. Well, sometimes, you know, like writing something, people say they write to figure out, you know, what they think about something. It can say the same way with talking it out helps you figure it out. Right. So the nominees for Best Picture are Call Me By Your Name, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, Get Out, Lady Bird, Phantom Thread, The Post, The Shape of Water, and Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Oh, yeah, don't forget that really good movie called uh, Bad Handwriting. Yes, but I, 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 got the, I got the best pictures one though. All right, so what do you think, man? What do you want to win? What do you think will win? I want The Post to win because out of the three movies, I, three best picture nominated movies I watched, it was my favorite, and I think it deserves it, and I want to support everything The Post does because I think it's a great movie that's... a definitely speaks to the times they even made a joke about it during the golden globes yeah it's a it's a good movie it's a really quality movie just yes it's a very good movie what i think will win is dunkirk because of course it is because of course it is i mean the academy loves based on the real story movies true and it's based on a real event so that really ups it for the chances of winning best picture 
along with the fact that it's a war movie and the Academy loves war movies. Also true. Also, it seems like it would be hard to make, so it also that it has that going for it. And I think just the evidence stacks up to being that that being the movie that the that is most likely going to win the Oscar. All right, I think all that I buy into all of that. So for me, what I think is going to win is three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. I think it has a lot of buzz. I, I you know, I can't say that it it doesn't deserve it. I, I did see this movie and, and liked it a ton. I, I just the you know what I'm reading and and listening to people talk about the awards that I think they're leaning that direction. What I want to win, and unfortunately, I also, and then I don't know if this is true or not, so you know, take this with tons of grains of salt, but I hear that some of the older Academy voters were not like watching Get Out. I don't know if that's true. That could be complete you know, falsehoods. But what I want to win is Get Out. It was my favorite film. It's just a really incredibly <laughs> well-done movie that speaks exactly to our times right now. I would be happy if it won, I think. I, I want it to win. I don't think it'll win. But I would be happy, you know, I, I can't, I, Lady Bird too. Like I would, if that wins, I won't be like, oh man, I shouldn't have won. I'll have a big smile on my face and be happy for everybody involved. So I don't know. It's going to be very interesting Academy Awards. I feel like for the first time in a while that a lot of these are just equal, you know, or that I have trouble, you know, figuring out what's like a better movie. And again, of course, we can, you know, table the discussion of whether these award, uh, you know, do you really need awards for this type of art? You know, I don't, I don't know. Does it, it doesn't necessarily mean like the best picture winner is going to go down in history as the truly best film from this era or even this year. So we'll see. Hey, do you have anything else to add? On our Oscar discussion, we will be talking about this in one of our upcoming podcasts, the results, of course, and we'll see how we did in our predictions and also see what we thought about the ceremony and that kind of thing. One thing I have to say is I hope they do a mistake like they did last year with the wrong envelope. Why do you hope that? Because it'd be funny to talk about. Well, that's not... Okay, that, <laughs> that would be funny to talk about. And I've heard other people who have podcasts say... When something happens, not necessarily something good happens, like, oh, okay, I can talk about that on the podcast. But that still would be, that was, that was upsetting that happened last year. I feel sorry for people involved. Uh, all right. So, Hank, well, let's go back to our regularly featured uh, item here that we end with. What are you reading? So, we've been assigned to read by my ELA teacher, The Phantom Tollbooth. So we're reading that book now. And how do you like it so far? I think it's very good. It's hard to decide whether I like the previous book we read, Across Five Aprils, more than Phantom Tollbooth, or the Phantom Tollbooth more than um, Across Five Aprils. But I think I was just... And you mean that you read as a a, a class, right? As a class. I think the Phantom Tollbooth is just a very clever book that you know like the foothills of confusion and I love making a theory that it's all in his head mm-hmm. 
Could be. A toll booth isn't real. I love that book. It wasn't taken to a magical world. It's just all in his head to cope with the fact that he thinks life is a bore and that his parents left him because because he's only four feet tall and and his house is full of random things with no adult inside it. You might be right. I don't remember. I remember that I loved this book, but I don't remember what happened. I don't remember anything about it except for the cover was cool. That's about <laughs> no, the, the cover was cool. <laughs> it was. It was a cool cover. That's about all I remember. Um, I am still reading uh, Hemingway on writing, and still reading the Broken Harbor book by Tana French. I can't seem to get into that one as much as I have on her previous. I've read three of hers now, and this is the fourth in her series uh, called The Dublin Murder Squad. And for some reason, it's just not clicking with me. I read a little bit on it today, and so I think I'm kind of getting into it. I'm a little less than halfway through, but. So I may need a break from mysteries for a while just to try something else. Uh, a break from mysteries, but you're writing one. Yes, but we don't talk about that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's all right. And so, all right, ladies and gentlemen, well, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, again, I'm going to put this up in time for uh, you guys to listen to it before the Oscars. And if you go to our pinecoturkey.com, look on our, on our blog I'll have it listed out. And if you want to comment on what you think is going to win, that would be kind of cool. And uh, we'll give a shout out to you if you do that. And we'll see who has, who is in the minds of the, of the Academy voters. All right. Thanks a lot for listening, guys. Bye. You know who wins the best website ever award? Pinecone Turkey does. Where you can subscribe for the flock email and get a cool dose of art. Every month, you can also listen to the Origin Story podcast, where my dad interviews a bunch of really cool people. <laughs> Thank you, Hank. You're very welcome. <laughs> All right, goodbye, everybody. And another, I'm Jeff. Yeah, bye. Thank you for listening to the Owls on Culture podcast. Our theme music was recorded and assembled by Marine Cerzier and Antoine Haran. The show is produced by Pinecone Turkey. To learn more about Pinecone Turkey, visit pineconeturkey.com, where you can read the latest blog posts from the Owls on Culture hosts and sign up for the Flock email, a twice-a-month newsletter that delivers a short film, poetry, a short story, and visual art right to your inbox. It's your monthly dose of art curated by Pinecone Turkey. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can do so by leaving us a rating on iTunes. Thanks for listening.